You're listening to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. If you're a physician and want to generate meaningful side income, you're in the right place. Learn how to make real income from short-term rentals. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's catch up. Welcome to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. And now your host, a pediatric anesthesiologist, real estate investor, and now short-term rental host, Dr. Chiagosi Fawole. Hey there! I'm so excited that you're joining me for even another episode of the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. Well, look at you! You're so awesome! Okay, some of you have wondered, have I missed the boat with short-term rentals? Is it saturated? That's like the S word for me. Is it saturated? Like, can I even get this started? If that's you, all right, hang tight because I'm going to take you through some simple things that you can do to stand out in any market. All right, so if we have not met, hey, hey, I'm Chia Gauzier Fowley. I am a pediatric anesthesiologist. I'm based in the Syracuse, New York area. And I just chuckled because anybody hearing how I just pronounce my name will have to basically laugh. They're like, no, it's Chia Gauzier Fawole. Okay, that is my name. All right. So today I'm going to share with you how you can stand out in, a, in any market, saturated or not. Now, here is the kicker. Before, this question is not something that you ask when your listing is already up. This is a question that you ask before you buy or lease a property. And when I say lease, I mean rental arbitrage. If that's total news to you, we have a bunch of episodes like we're at the beginning of this podcast that you can go listen to learn about, about arbitrage. But you ask this question, how can I stand out? How can I make my listing pop before you buy the property? Why? Because if you have no answer to this question before you buy the property, do not buy the property. Do not pass go. Do not sign a lease. Do not go under contract. If you cannot answer the question, how can I stand out? Because if you cannot stand out, you will be like in the mix, way on page 10, wondering why you're not making any sales and you'll be wasting your time and effort and money. So number one thing, that you need to have in mind about standing up when it comes to getting a short-term rental is what? Location. Now, this will not be a real estate-related podcast if I didn't talk about location, 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 right? Because the number one thing you cannot change when you've already bought the property or leased it is the location, okay? Your location basically bakes in your profit to a large extent. And your location can make or break your business. Your location can take a blah average property and give you eh, nice money. Or your location can take a great, amazing, beautifully designed property and tank your profits. And I'm telling you this not from what I was told. I'm telling you this based on literal personal experience. Okay. I had a property that we were able to turn around and just like make beautiful, like beautifully designed. And then I'll get guests and the guests will be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I was duped. <laughs> like, it's so beautiful. The pictures are so great. The inside is so great. But the neighborhood, oh my goodness, can you show me how to get to a more, I literally had a guest tell me, can you please tell me where the more high-end neighborhood is? And I was like, Okay, so first of all, let me confess, I judged her, but I was like, girl, you bougie a little bit, <laughs> okay? But 
it told me that, okay, no matter what I was thinking, maybe I chose the wrong location for that unit. And so we shut it down. We're like, it's not even worth it. We've had multiple guests now complain that the location is not that great. Even though we thought it was okay, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. So pay attention to your location. If you're getting an arbitrage unit, for example, and you're like so excited that the the landlord said yes, even with that excitement, temper your excitement and make sure that the location is okay. If you drive into that neighborhood and you're like, I'm not sure about this place. It's a little sketchy. If the word sketchy enters your vocabulary, then maybe you shouldn't get it. Just maybe, just saying, like, just leave it alone. There'll be more, okay? So location. The first way to start out in a saturated market is to pick an amazing location. By location, I also mean proximity to things that your guests will want. So for example, if you are in a beach market, you want to be somewhere close to the beach. I'm not saying you necessarily have to be necessarily like waterfront, Okay. Sometimes even being like a step back tier two or tier three can get you great returns without you having to pay the cost of being waterfront. But if you're in a market that already maybe either doesn't have that much traffic or doesn't have that many, like that much activity with short-term in the first place, you may want to be the waterfront person. Like up here in my market, I try to be the waterfront person. We have one property, we, we just cut on a contract now that I got one that wasn't directly waterfront, but that was going to be like an experiment to see what I can get without having to pay like the $800,000 that have, that waterfront properties got. Maybe I could pay even less and get and still get the traffic. We'll see how it goes. But I didn't experiment with $800,000. I'm experimenting with like one fifty. <laughs> Don't experiment with that kind of big money. Okay. So you pick your location, but even with my experiment, I had to now figure out the next things. Like how, even though I'm not going to be waterfront with this particular property, how can I still drag people to my property, people who will come to the area and be close to waterfront, but not waterfront. But now how else can I get them to still take my property above others? Bring me to number two, amenities. Amenities. You're listening to the Short-Term Revolution Podcast with your host, Chiagozi Fawole. The first amenity that I want to think about is your guest count. How many people can your property sleep? Okay. In some markets, you have lots of people that can sleep plenty, plenty, right? But in some markets, by the time you get to like sleeping more than eight, the properties go from 300 to 10 or 15 or 20. And you can find this out by simply doing a search. Like just change the guest count on like Airbnb and see where the drop-off happens. You you may find that but once you get to like 10 people, there's like two properties in your market and you're like, ooh, score. But even before you do that, make sure that there's actually something that can bring 10 people to your market. (laughs) That's the other thing to keep in mind, okay? So your guest count is your first amenity to think about. Because sometimes... In some markets, it's just harder to find places that can sleep more people. Number two amenity, or the, the next type of amenities that to, to now think about will be, you know, other things like let's say a pool, a hot tub. For example, you may decide to add a pool to your property if the returns are worth it. So let's say you know you you have a property that is that you bought at a very decent price, and that adding a pool wouldn't break your numbers. You can add a pool. 
if that will bring the numbers to where you want it to be. A hot tub, for example, that can be a major draw, right? So the amenities. Number three, pet friendliness, even kid friendliness, okay? So let's say you're the only person in your area that allows for dogs. That can bring you bookings and raise your prices. Yep, you can definitely do that. Kid friendliness, what I mean by that? Okay, so that means you're, you have stuff that kids can use. You know, you you have like plastic plates for, for, for kids, a high chair, travel crib or whatever, those, those type of things. These are all amenities, by the way, but I'm highlighting them because you have them in your listing to get people to come to you. Number four, a remarkable guest experience. Now, the first three are the things that will bring people to you. The fourth one will make your guests want to, first of all, to come back and leave you a great review. So when I say remarkable guest experience, I mean that when your guests come, they should go like, wow, this is nice, right? This means that your design needs to be sweet, eye-catching, right? This means that as much as you can get like modern amenities, you know, change the countertop if you have to, paint the place, let the place look nice and airy, nice and fresh, okay? Your furnishings should be tasteful. Remove clutter. Don't stuff the place up with so much stuff. Guests don't want stuff. They don't want your stuff. They want their stuff. So furnish the place tastefully. If you need to hire a designer, hire a designer. They're worth their weight in gold. All right? And then like things like your bed sheets, your comforters, those should be really comfortable and make your guests feel like they're at home or even better than home. Because people don't go on vacation to be at home. They want it to be better than home. So spend the money. Give them a remarkable experience. That way, when they leave you their reviews, they're like, oh my goodness, this place was amazing. Okay? And then things like your kitchen. Stock the kitchen. Stock the kitchen. Give your guests towels. Let them have towels they can use. All right? And then part of remarkable guest experience, communication. Respond to their text. So we have automation set up so that as soon as somebody makes a booking, they're getting a they're getting something from us saying, hey, we got your, you know, we got your inquiry. We'll be with you in a second. That way people don't feel like the anxiety of did they get my message? Did they not? If you're busy, at least the automations can work until you get to see it. And then when you see it, respond. Be friendly in your communication. Don't go into the communication thinking guests are jerks. No, guests are just like you and me. There will be jerks among them, but for the most part, they're regular people. Okay, so communicate with love and joy and happiness in your heart. Now, somebody just paid you money to stay at your place. The third thing there will be when issues arise, deal with those issues with grace and confidence. Okay, okay, listen, don't get frazzled when things go wrong because things will things will happen. We had a, a situation where our septic, we didn't realize this, but our septic had, had issues. Okay, and so they were like, that's why it's not flushing. They were like, what do you mean it's not flushing? And eventually they figured it out. But when that happened, you could either freak out or you could just stay you know, calm. You stay calm. You deal with the situation. Acknowledge the guest's distress or discomfort, at least. And then find a way to remunerate them in one way or the other for their discomfort. If it means a little refund, a little fruit platter, just something that says, I'm sorry this happened while you were here. Let's try to do our best to fix it. Remember, you're in the hospitality business, okay? Now, if you can do these things, you will stand out. 
you will stand out. If you address the question before you buy the property, you identify a gap that you can fill. You fill that gap by buying your property and setting it up appropriately and providing your guests a remarkable experience. You will stand out. Oh, the last thing, take pictures, okay? When you set up your place, take pictures. Don't just take pictures. Take good pictures. Take great pictures. Take professional pictures. Because when you're on the different platforms, the first thing that your guests will see about you before they even choose to buy or do whatever is they will look at your pictures. And your pictures need to say, hey, I'm pretty. Come stay with me. Okay? Anyway, I hope these five tips and more gave you things to think about as you think about getting your first or next short-term rental. If you would need help getting started with any and all of this, you can join us in our community, Territory Mastermind, which you can get to by going to workwithme2021.com slash book, workwithme2021.com slash book. And that'll get you to speak with somebody on our team. I will get you situated and hopefully get you started on your journey. Now, if you're already doing this and you just want a community where you can basically meet other short-term rental hosts, people getting started, people that are building, people that are growing, people that are scaling, hit us up as well. We'll like to have you in there too. It's a whole community, right? It's not just for beginners. Like you can basically come in and grow your portfolio, grow as a wealth building physician or professional. All right, I will see you again on the next episode of the Short-Term Revolution Podcast. 